0: Welcome to the Soul Talks Podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding.
1: Hello, friends. Bill and I are just sitting here giving thanks to God for you. What a blessing it is to follow Jesus together and be in community. We're coming before you live. Bill was diagnosed with pneumonia a few days ago, and we're in a bit of a storm. We're navigating through here in our lives we didn't foresee coming. We were um, busy with ministry and all of a sudden got a cold, and that cold kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse, Bill, and it was pretty frightening. Um, On Sunday night when we were really feeling sad and grieving that we were not going to be able to be at the institute retreat that we had planned to lead, our soul care ministry institute. But we were excited that God had risen up some great leaders to, to come in and fill in for us because we were sick. So we were still very full of hope for that. We were equipping them with all the last minute details and things they needed to do an awesome job teaching. We had full confidence in them. We, we knew their character and their gifts and uh, we were thankful they we were step in in great timing. And we knew it was a great, great group of 40 people God was bringing together for their third retreat, the Soul Care Ministry Retreat. And then, uh, well, we were grieving not getting to be in Malibu Canyon with them at the retreat center. We got news that the retreat center flooded and we were not able to access the retreat center and the retreat center was not going to be um, available for the retreat. So we had to pivot and find a new location for the 40 people we had. The retreat was starting in less than 12 hours. And at the same time as the flood was filling Malibu Canyon and our retreat center there, a flood was filling your lungs and you were finding it very difficult to breathe and you were getting sicker and sicker and your oxygen levels were dropping and your cough was worsening and I was uh, getting afraid, pretty frightened What's wrong with my husband? I've never seen him like this. He's been sick for 11 days, and um, he's drastically getting sicker. Do I need to take him to the emergency room?
0: Yeah, we both got sick, but you got better within a few days, and I kept getting worse, and uh, it took a while for me to realize how serious it was. I think it was when we were in the ER, and they took the chest X-ray, told me I had pneumonia, and started talking about that, uh, it's just put words to the, the experience why I was just so utterly uh, exhausted.
1: Yeah, you felt a level of vulnerability I think you hadn't felt before.
0: Yeah, I uh, firstborn uh, child, uh, type A athlete, uh, run five miles or more almost every day. And uh, I love being active and energetic, and I, I have a lot of energy. And so, yeah, I guess there's like this part of me that's so confident. I just think I can do anything or get through anything and just keep putting one foot in front of the other, which is a good thing. We call that grit. (laughs) And we, 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 you got a lot of that. It's a good thing to have grit and tenacity. So, um, but uh, it's important to be humble. And so this has been very humbling for me, uh, to just be so wiped out. And thankfully, I am turning a corner now with the medicines and everything, but I'm still exhausted and can hardly do anything.
1: Yeah, and even this morning, you came up the stairs to give me a hug because you knew I was going to go teach this morning at the Institute Retreat. And um, as you had hugged me, I couldn't believe how hard you were panting. It was like, wow, like this you don't breathe this hard when you come back from a 10 mile run yeah. and you just come up the stairs slowly. So mm-hmm. this is a big difference for you. You're used to being incredibly strong in your body, able to just go and go and go. And now to to experience that kind of breathlessness is a totally new experience.
0: Yeah. That's a lot, lot of coughing and a lot of resting and sleeping. And some days I've slept like 16 hours, I think. So, um,
1: You've had to learn to abandon outcomes to God before, and you're having to do that again because you haven't been able to work.
0: Yeah, and I, I, when I'm sick, I almost always work. If I'm contagious, of course, I'll stay home, but I'll, I'll do desk work or projects normally. Yeah. So These this has not been like this. The
1: headaches have just I, been taking you out with the sh- mm-hmm. shooting, pounding pain. Yeah,
0: I can't even read. Yeah. Um uh, so, uh, but we, um, you know. Maybe that's enough of my misery for everybody here. So, <laughs>
1: Well, I think one of the things why we're sharing this isn't to arise some self-pity or have people worried about you. It's more just, I think it's a learning that, that, that we're in, that we're experiencing. You're learning to trust Jesus in some deeper ways, um, in greater weakness than you've experienced. And you're also developing a greater empathy for people that suffer like this.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure and I I wrote about this in our soul shepherding devotional email about uh, sickness as a musical rest because that's something the Lord has taught me with this because i read about that in devotional and, and in scriptures right before getting sick and um, just now living into that that in this time of uh, waiting and where I'm not able to uh, serve God like I want to and I'm really not able to get outside and exercise uh, and not able to do things that leave me feeling productive and helpful and caring and shepherd other people and I'm just um, resting and healing and praying and it's like well I'm not hearing any music uh, and but that's the point is that there's the there's the rest in the music that's what the musical rest is, is that it's a, a time of rest in a song. It's the Selah of the psalmist. Mm-hmm. And in that that pause, God is doing something, a hidden work, a deep work, and um, later we'll hear the music And as we look back. And, and along the way, I have heard some music. Uh, um, different times of just, I haven't been able to read the Bible really, but I've, I've certainly been praying different scriptures, uh, verses here and there and Psalms and uh, chapters I've memorized and so forth as, as I'm able and thinking about Jesus and his cross and his sufferings. And thinking stop, about- Stop
1: there a minute because we're in a season here, we're just about to start Lent. Yeah. And so that, this is something that you've been leaning into for a couple decades, really contemplating the sufferings of Jesus, getting up close and personal with that through the Stations of the Cross. Is one way, and then in your times of suffering, really embracing that by leaning in to Jesus and his sufferings. But talk more about how you've been finding comfort in that.
0: Well, I think what most Christians miss is what Paul talks about is the sweet companionship of Christ's sufferings. And there's a, an, an intimacy um, that we can experience through um, a deep, Uh, Trust and affection and reverence for our Lord when we're going through anything difficult not just sickness but really any any trial or injustice uh, any suffering and as we offer that to the Lord and just think about how Jesus maybe experienced something similar and just go through the Gospels in your mind and ask the Holy Spirit to help you and and so then you just start to realize how much Jesus loves you and that he's been thinking of you and feeling for you when you didn't even know it. Not only 2,000 years ago, of course, there in flesh and bones, but uh, each, every moment of every day is the the uh, risen Lord, the Son of God. And um, so then I, I don't feel alone. And So, but I mean, most of the time I do feel alone or discouraged or stressed or empty or just sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired. So, but there are moments where I can hear the music and so calling those to mind and um, and the more ordinary way I hear the music that we talk about about um in our books and these podcasts is uh the empathy of of a friend and and then God's empathy through that and because that helps me live a authentic and genuine life and then instead of the gratitude being like forced um, because I should be grateful which is still probably a good thing uh, thankfulness is just so healthy but it's a lot more healthy and joyful when it comes from inside and I don't mean just like as an emotional gush I mean as a, as part of the picture like we see in the Bible uh, in the lament Psalms for instance or um, Jesus the joy said before him endured the cross uh, Jeremiah the weeping prophet I mean, so many examples of people in the scriptures men and women who suffered uh, and yet God met them through that, and so there was the, the mixture of the, the lament, the grief, the pain, uh, the, all the emotions of distress, anger, shame, anxiety, et cetera, but then also the gratitude of that God is good, and even if I'm not experiencing that right now in the form of the, my prayer being answered the way I want, I can look back on my life and recall times that God has been good, and I know there'll be times I'll experience that again and that God will redeem all these things. And so I got to experience sort of a cycle of this in, in the middle of the worsening sickness and even um, as I got the diagnosis of pneumonia leading into that and just after and just being so exhausted and just sleeping all the time. And I just, I just had a, a glimpse of that and it, it came with uh, recalling Jesus's words, will you, will you give me a drink? to the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, And he was really tired on a hot day, a long walk in the desert, and he was really thirsty, and he really appreciated her kindness to draw him some water. And that wasn't like only an effective ministry technique for him to show her how thirsty she was for living water. Of course, that is where the story goes, and it's beautiful and so important. But Jesus is human and he really was thirsty. And he was thirsty on the cross. And he said, I thirst. And uh, he was echoing the words of of the Psalms that often have those wordings of, you know, I'm thirsty. And uh, so Jesus is, is thirsty for loving attention. And it's something I've meditated on before and prayed about. Uh, inspired by some of the ancient writers that I uh, devotional writers that I read, and so it just it just came to me it's like, oh yeah, this is one of those times Jesus says, You know i uh, will you give me a drink and uh, in the middle of my suffering, I give him a drink, and I don't have to be suffering to do this, but there's something I think more sanctified about it or more special about it when even in the middle of suffering, and at that point, feeling like my prayers aren't being answered, I just tell Jesus, I love you.
1: Well, maybe it's like a sacrifice of praise.
0: Yeah. And the point is not like my faith in saying, I love you, Jesus, when I'm in pain. The point is, that's a response to Jesus looking at me with love and seeing how thirsty I am for healing, for answered prayer, for energy, to be back to myself, you know, et cetera. And he, he feels for me, he feels with me. And then he enters into that and has his own vulnerability as well. And so it's, there's a relationship of mutuality. And so my, um, uh, just a thought for Jesus, uh, a kindness for him, it blesses him. Uh, and then, the, the, sort of the the uh, blessing continued because then I uh, it was I think it was the next day I I was sort of recalling this and just I, I at that moment I felt like I felt God's pleasure and like I did hear the music for a glimpse there after so many days when, when you're sick and <laughs> depressed I mean it just feels like it's been forever I kind of feel embarrassed to say you know some whatever it was at that point 12 days I mean but it felt like eternity to me in the middle of of all that
1: yeah because you're you're your body is aching and throbbing, your body's convulsing in these violent coughs and horrible stuff's coming out of you constantly, you can't even sleep, your head is pounding, You have your energy's depleted, it goes on day uh, and day. And everybody's
0: experienced sickness, but th- this is the worst sickness I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I've never gone 12 days without exercising, I don't think, let alone getting out of bed or, or the couch and so, yeah, I mostly wasn't hearing any heavenly music at this time other you know, than...
1: What I was hearing was moans and groans yeah. and pain, yeah.
0: I mean, by faith is you, your kindness to me and friends that were going to the store uh, in the middle of the night for us and people praying for us. I mean, so many people, many of you listening. I mean, there were ways I was th- I was thankful and so there was a maybe a faint music at, at times, but mostly it, it, there was no music But then in this moment, there was a touch, was what I'm trying to say, Mm -hmm. a a touch from the Lord. And I just felt warm in my heart, and I knew I needed to tell the story with with our friends.
1: Well, and it seems like, Bill, that what you're talking about here is, again, that in the midst of the suffering and the loss uh, that you were feeling and you were grieving was, again, a clarity of Jesus is the treasure. He's the most precious. He's what really matters and all the other that uh, has been forsaken in my life right now is is nothing compared to the sweetness of your love for Jesus and his love for you.
0: And that's the story of my life.
1: And that was the ministry of Jesus to you in, in yeah. this storm.
0: Yeah, yeah, Jesus means everything to me. And in days where I feel like I've lost so much never lose that. We never lose the the presence of Jesus and uh, even if we can't feel it and his love for us and um, just the realization that for me to praise him, to smile at him, uh, to recite some psalms, even at times rotely uh, that, that, uh, that matters to the Lord, to Jesus and to is Abba and Holy Spirit, our, our great God, and and so it just there's a sense of dignity in that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really glad you said that because in storms like this, it's often very hard to pray. Oftentimes, it's hard to find words. I know, in in the nights going through this with you, oftentimes it was hard for me to find many words. I could find them sometimes, mm-hmm. but other times I couldn't. And so just just praying a psalm that I'd memorized. Borrowing the words Mm -hmm. or praying, Lord Jesus Christ, and I've got to have mercy on Bill. Um, Borrowing those words and staying with them can be helpful at times when you can't find words to pray.
0: Yeah, I've totally depended on that and so thankful for people who've gone before us, especially like the psalmist, but other men and women that have loved Jesus before us, and we can borrow their words and um, but I don't want you who are listening to think like I've just been spending, like I've been in this, um, prayer retreat of, uh, ecstasy with God or something. Uh, I haven't felt like I've been good at prayer at all. I've felt very, uh, dry and, um, uh, like I'm just putting one foot in front of the other. Um, uh, but there have been these other moments and activities and interactions with the Lord and, and, uh, points of gratitude and then this, um, special moment. And then I, I, got to be a wounded healer is where I was sort of finishing that story is the, and I, I just felt inspired by the Lord after sharing my story, my experience with you and, uh, reflecting on it, uh, to share it with you who are listening. And so I, I, I in the middle of being very sick and very tired, I felt like, a. I don't know, a dispensation of energy, I guess. I just just on my phone I just wrote out a a devotional. This is like a letter from my heart, which is what we want all of our soul shepherding devotional emails to be that usually go out on Tuesdays. And I just wrote to all of our friends, including so many of you, and just shared about the experience of the um sickness is a musical rest because I was praying for you. I was, that was the other part of the will you give me a drink is the uh, part of the way that when Jesus says to me, will you give me a drink, I understand what I mean, is will you, will you love my my people?
1: Will you be a wounded healer?
0: Yeah, will, will you, you know, God is saying, will you love my sons and daughters? Jesus, will you, will you love my my sisters and my brothers? And uh, And so to represent Jesus, by just realizing that so many of you are dealing with sickness or a loved one is sick or you have chronic pain or you're suffering some injustice. And I mean, I've been blessed with health and energy beyond many people. Um, but I'm getting a a taste of what many of you live with in some way or another. And so I just, it it just made me want to pray for everybody and, uh, offer offer you to the Lord, and uh, a way that I can do that is with my words, and so that's why I wrote the devotional, and that's why I wanted to share on our Soul Talks podcast, is because I, uh, we, Christy and I feel for you who are listening, as you or your loved ones are suffering in some way. Um, that this is why soul shepherding exists, because you're you're serving the Lord as a leader, pastor, missionary, ministry spouse, spiritual director. Uh, Coach, counselor, small group leader, uh, parent, grandparent, uh, lots of ways that you're serving the Lord. And uh, we are here to serve you. We are here to care for you so that you wouldn't um, hopefully feel that you're alone and to try to help you find words for what you're experiencing because that's one of the hardest things in life and particularly in our sufferings and difficulties and injustices is to find the words. And Christy and I, you and I have spent our whole careers finding the words, uh, mostly by listening to people uh, more than a hundred thousand hours in a pool of pain, just listening to wonderful people like you who are listening. Uh, and I mean, who would have ever imagined that then God would bless us with a nonprofit ministry like this and we would get to train other people to be soul shepherds and to be spiritual directors and coaches and to be wounded healers for Jesus because uh, listening is in such short supply in our world, mm-hmm. especially when it's prayerful listening, yeah. and it's coming from a deep place of wisdom, and it's all for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes life meaningful. And so, this what I'm describing here lifted me out of the depression, and uh, um, I think it's healing to my body. I, I think mm-hmm. that I'm experiencing more um, health and energy in my body than i otherwise would because i heard jesus say through the scriptures will you give me a drink and i felt him come to me or i before i felt it i knew it i trusted it and and then i i praised him i thanked him i smiled at him i appreciated him and i realized that we had a a bond there and then that i had an opportunity like like a mission a call that i could share my story
1: well and, and you've been listening to god in this too,
0: yeah. No, I, I felt the Lord and inspire me to to share this. Mm-hmm. That that it was um, important for me to be vulnerable and uh, let people know, and to uh, meet them where where they are. Is He was doing for me. Yeah. And that that's what we do as uh, soul shepherds. That's that's what we're training people to do in our certificate program in spiritual direction, and our um, certificate program in coaching. It's a, th- a third-year option for people. And, um, and all of our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats That's what we, we get to do. And uh, we're so blessed to be in community with you who are listening to us now.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get so encouraged when I read the testimony sheets at the end of a retreat, when we give surveys and give people opportunity to leave a comment. And so many of them leave a comment about how they've been drawn closer to Jesus. How mm-hmm. their a, a love for Jesus has been ignited in them, a new intimacy, a new touch, uh, a new deeper awakening and awareness of Jesus with them and His presence, and a new openness to His ministry in them and through them. And it's, it's just so so beautiful, so inspiring, and such a, a delight and a joy to get to get front row seats to see that. So. Jesus, we we love you, we thank you for your ministry to us, that you are with us in the highs, in the lows, in the, the stormy times, in the sunny times, when we're strong, and when we're weak, and in the music, and in the rest, in the silence, in the pause. Lord, I pray for each of our listeners, Lord, especially those that are suffering, those that are in storms, those that are in the silence, the pause, that feel silenced, that feel taken out, that feel alone, Lord, that you would come to them, that you would, by your spirit, enable them to listen to you, to praise you and give you their attention. And, Lord, that you would work for good in their lives. I ask that you would also continue and complete Bill's healing, Lord, and continue to work in it all of your good purposes. To the glory of your name, amen. I'm excited to invite you to join Bill and me and our new community of students who will be joining our class in Spiritual Direction This is a two-year journey where you can earn a certificate in spiritual direction. It's been life-changing for hundreds of our students who have completed it. And it includes four Soul Shepherding Institute retreats, as well as online monthly classes with Soul Shepherding friends and so much more. We start a new class each year in March, and you can sign up by visiting soulshepherding.org or searching soul shepherding become a spiritual director and follow the link also in our show notes but we'd love to have you apply and jump in and start this new class this year we accept students to join in our class all the way up through july 1st if you didn't make that march deadline we have a grace period for the next two months as well we look forward to continuing to journey with you and following jesus